From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome again to In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. And as always, I am your baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks, as well as your tour guide through the increasingly wackadoodle world of Joe Biden's America. And uh, before we get into today's adventure in podcasting, I just want to let you know you can always get a hold of us by email at inblackandright at gmail.com, or you can just simply go to our website, inblackandright.net. You can also find a link on our homepage, you just have to scroll down a bit, uh, to our video podcast, In Black and Right Daily, on our Rumble page. Looking forward to that. And also, while you're at inblackandright.net, you can also check out our online store with some Great merchandise. It's um, it's going to be expanding this spring, going into summer. Uh, we're looking to do hats, t-shirts, other items. Uh, so that's going to be fun, you know, to express your American patriotism and your faith. So it's a beautiful thing. So check that out in blackandright.net forward slash shop. Well, folks, I, I don't know what to tell you sometimes, because there are some people who really, at least in the political world, need to just get the heck off the stage. And certainly one of those is his royal pain in the tuchus, the great lord of all science, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Yes, my friends, he's back. I really wish he wouldn't, but he is back. And it's a royal pain in the neck. Excuse me, my goodness. Ugh, these allergies are just killing me. But anyway, story today in the Epic Times. Oh my gosh. Apparently, and I put this, and I and I put it uh, a, a link to this story on all of our social media. But it's just insane. Apparently. Uh, for whatever reason, uh, the New York Times Magazine, uh, yeah, New York Times Magazine said, uh, in, well, Fauci said the New York Times Magazine in an interview uh, just yesterday, and, and I love the uh, the headline from the Epic Times. Fauci says Americans shouldn't blame him for COVID nineteen lockdowns and school closures. Really? And I just simply said when I posted the link to the story on all the social media pages, are you freaking serious? This man, pretty much by himself, inflicted all kinds of damage to America. American business, American life, American kids, and he doesn't want people to blame him? Uh, sorry... Uh, great lord of all science, you do need to be blamed, and you need to be blamed big time. I mean, to go around saying, well, it's not my fault. It's like, of course it's your fault. 
it's your fault, it's um, Burks's fault, it's the CDC's fault, it's Francis Collins' fault, the NIH, the CDC, and Walensky, it's all y'all's fault. What you've done to not just millions of Americans, but folks around the globe. So yeah, sorry, uh, sorry Dr. Fauci, but you need to pretty much be raked over the coals and probably put through a meat grinder for all you've done and all you're responsible for. And when you look, at, when you hear about the story that just got printed today on Steve Bannon's War Room site from Natalie Winters, uh, his co-host and executive editor, about Fauci, and it's an exclusive. This is an exclusive, and believe you me, he can go around and say, don't blame me, don't blame me all he wants, but here's a story, and it's exclusive to the War Room folks. Fauci, DOD, and CDC funded deadly pathogen research at Sudanese biolab seized by militants. That's the headline, folks. And oh, baby, it's just all kinds of fun. How the CDC and Fauci and the NIH were involved in this, as well as the Department of Defense and the, the Pentagon. Oh my gosh, this is crazy. Uh, and I'll just read you a little bit of it. Uh, beginning of the story goes, Sudan's National Public Health Laboratory, whose recent seizure by militants has prompted warnings of causing a huge biological risk, quote-unquote, received financial and personnel support from U.S. government bodies, which includes the Department of Defense, Center for Disease Control and Prevention, and Dr. Anthony Fauci's National Institutes of Health Agency. I'm like, why? Seriously? Oh, and it gets better. It gets better. Going down, going down in the story... And I should, I'll put a list, I'll put a link on in blackandright.net so you can go directly to this. Or simply go to warroom.org. But Fauci's role as the head of the NIAID, oh, you'll love this. The National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, the NIH agency previously run by Dr. Fauci, has also funded a research paper counting researchers for Sudan's NPHL. Curiously, the 2017 paper, titled Dried Blood Spots for Measuring Vibro Cholerae Specific Immune Responses, try saying that five times fast, focuses on cholera in the Sudan, which is one of the diseases flagged by the World Health Organization as being affected by the seizure of the lab. Oh, and it gets better. In the story, apparently, the uh, these guys in the Sudan received grants from the NIAID. They received it from Fauci's agency. And it totals over $20 million. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's crazy. They funded a study and used government money, your money, my, yours and my taxpayer money, to the tune of over $20 million, but also 
The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation were also co-funders of this study. So, oh yeah, gotta love that. So yeah, sorry, uh, Dr. Fauci, but you, sir, really need to be held to account. So, don't be going around waving, pulling out your victim card, you cranky old... Ugh, never mind. I gotta be careful. I don't want to get too spicy. But this man really needs to have himself put through an accountability meat grinder. Because what he's... COVID was really the cherry on top of the sundae. But we already know, if you've actually been paying attention, that Fauci and his agency, and through the EcoHealth Alliance, uh, who it was essentially money laundering, going to the, Wu, to the Wuhan lab, uh, also funded studies on beagles. Yes, beagle dogs. And even PETA wasn't exactly thrilled about that. And they're not exactly the most conservative-friendly organization, but yeah, they screamed a little bit about Fauci and this research that was done overseas on beagles. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's pretty sick. But yeah, these are the people that we're dealing with. Absolutely we're dealing with. And so Fauci, uh, you just need to kind of sit down and shut up. Be and have a cookie because you, sir, have got all kinds of splaining to do, Lucy. And I'd love to see you go at it again with Senator Rand Paul because he makes you absolutely ton, ten, 50 shades of crazy. And I like it when that happens. Oh, anyway. Yeah, so there's that. <laughs> oh, mercy. All right, let's... In other weirded out news about how messed up this government is, we have another whistleblower case. Yep, another whistleblower. Uh, this time from uh, Health and Human Services. And this particular person, and I will uh, look at the headline from just the news, whistleblower to tell that U.S. government is middleman in migrant trafficking operation. And the sub-headline of this is, it's a quote from the whistleblower herself. I thought I was going to help place children in loving homes, quote-unquote. Instead, I discovered that children are being trafficked through a sophisticated network that begins with being recruited in their home country, quote-unquote. So, this is going to be fun. Uh, just the first part of the story just blows my mind. A House Judiciary Subcommittee on Wednesday will hold a hearing during which a whistleblower will reportedly tell lawmakers that the U.S. government has become the middleman, quote-unquote, in a migrant trafficking operation. And later on in the story... Just reading this one paragraph just absolutely should tick you off. Because this is what we're dealing with on the border. And let's not forget about May 11th. Now you might wonder, what is May 11th? May 11th is the day that Title 42, the uh, Trump-era uh, legislation that keeps 
a lot of these illegal immigrants out because of COVID and other diseases officially ends. And I promise you folks, mark your calendars for May 11th. It is going to absolutely be a tidal wave of illegal immigrants crossing the border. And it's going to get even worse than it is now. So you mark my words on that one. And the Biden regime has absolutely nothing, I repeat, nothing that they're going to do to stop this. This is what they want to do. The, apparently the slogan of the campaign for Biden is finish the job. My question is, what job is he trying to finish? Destroying the United States to fundamentally transform it the way Barack Obama wanted it? And essentially Biden is nothing short of uh, Barack Obama's third term? But, sidebar. But anyway, here's a woman who's a whistleblower from the Department of Health and Human Services, and part of her testimony from the article. Today, children will work overnight shifts at slaughterhouses, factories, restaurants to pay their debts to smugglers and traffickers. Today, children will be sold for sex, she will assert. And that's not just little girls and young women, that's boys and young men too. They don't discriminate on this sort of thing. Today, children will call a hotline to report being they are being abused, neglected, and trafficked. And trafficked. For nearly a decade, unaccompanied children have been suffering in the shadows. Mmm, that right there is enough to really fry me. And yet, here we have people like Mayorkas, the arrogant little snot that he is, saying that, well, we're doing our job. And it's like, how many people? How many people have uh, essentially been, uh, you know, how many have people have gone contrary to the regime's narrative? That, oh, the border's secure, we have full operational control. Even the head of Customs and Border Patrol called that out. It was a crock. It's BS, people. There is absolutely, positively, no operational control of the border. This is why you have illegal immigrants everywhere. I mean, every, are along the border. And they're waiting for May 11th. They are biting their time for the expiration of Title 42. Now you watch as we're going in to the month of May and into the summer. Oh, look out. Look out. Get ready. This is going to be the, the illegal immigrants version of D-Day. Because they're going to keep coming and coming and coming and coming by the wave. Yeah. And, oh my gosh. And, of course, don't look to the mainstream media to report this. Or at least to report it accurately. Don't do it. You'll be severely disappointed. And they're just going to do nothing more than tow the narrative and tow the line. That's all they're going to do. They are, the, the mainstream corporate media is essentially worthless, okay? 
So, for the summer, you know, I mean, yeah, Tucker Carlson just left Fox. And I'll get into, I'll get into Tucker here for a second. Oh, in just a second. But yeah, we have an operation. And the U.S. government, the Biden regime, is probably the Mexican cartel's best partner. The best partner. And these NGOs down there, oh yeah, they, they're part of it too because you're getting money. They're getting money. Somehow, some way, they're getting money. You've got, of course, fentanyl coming in by the boatload, probably, and killing all kinds of people. I mean, it's essentially, it's a 21st century of the old opium wars between uh, the British Empire and China out over in the Far East. So yeah, that's going to be that's going to be fun, and you're going to have more kids dying from fentanyl. You're going to have more kids and other people smuggled into the country by coyotes. And how many people in the United States government are getting a little getting a little bit rich off of it? Hmm. So yeah. Um. So so there's that. And frankly, this whistleblower, and of course. Talking about whistleblowers, um, there, there are senators right now because who are demanding the FBI tell them why are they forcing agents to sign non-disclosure agreements to stop the whistleblowers. It's like, my gosh, apparently they've had enough whistleblowers who are going out there and they're talking to Congress. They're talking to the media. I mean, at least the real conservative uh, willing to step on the FBI's toes media. Oh my gosh. This, this is messed up. This is why you have the subcommittee on the weaponization of government. And now you have the FBI and the DOJ trying to force, this, trying to force these agents to sign these NDAs and so they can't tell anybody. They can't tell people like Jim Jordan over in the House and Chuck Grassley over in the Senate. This is part of the wackadoodle America of Joe Biden. The regime is trying to hide. They're trying to use all kinds of strong-arm tactics to keep people from pretty much blowing the whistle on them and just narking on them and not letting Congress do its duty, its constitutional duty, as far as uh, congressional oversight. So this is going to be fun, at least, at least what I thought so. Uh, let's see. Oh, here we go. Yeah, and also now that we're talking 2024... And Biden has now officially thrown his hat into the ring. We're going to... This is just absolutely beautiful. I love the work that Just the News and John Solomon's team does. Because now, Mike Morrell, the former FBI, uh, CIA, uh, CIA top exec, has not only admitted to his involvement with the false letter saying that Hunter Biden's laptop is Russian disinformation, which was signed by 51 real, well, swine, and 
and they all knew it was a lie, so that really made them some pretty sick puppies, sick SOBs, who really need to have their security clearances revoked, which I'm sure will happen in the second Trump administration. That's going to be fun to watch. But Mike Morrell has now been, he's been connected with the false letter, uh, with the Russian disinformation, and now he's been connected, Mike Morrell, being the first person to suggest that President Trump was an unwitting Russian asset. So he was involved early in the Russia, Russia, Russia scandal. And also with Clinton, with Hillary Clinton and Perkins Coie and the false uh, dossier from Christopher Steele. Ha! Huh, that just cracks me up. I mean, it's not funny, but how messed up was the Obama administration? I mean, just the first paragraph of the story alone tells you a lot. Before before Biden laptop letter, ex-CIA boss intervened on Russia collusion in 2016 and in ben, for Benghazi in 2012. So Mike Morrell, the former deputy director of the CIA, uh, was involved in three of the biggest election interference scandals ever in the last decade. So... What do you expect coming for 2024? You're going to get more of the same. I mean, this is why right now you're seeing all this lawfare uh, with President Trump, and they're going to try to go after him. <coughs> oh, excuse me. They're still going to try to go after him and go after him hard. Alvin Bragg's not doing all that great. Uh, the Democrat uh, prosecutor, district attorney from Fulton County there in Atlanta, I was talking about, oh, we're going to indict him in the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is going to be fun. And, of course, let's not forget Jack Smith, uh, Merrick Garland's uh, latest attack dog to go after President Trump. So this is going to be fun, but Trump doesn't care. Trump just does not care. And, <laughs> frankly, just to show you how much of, well... Pretty much, well, I'll just say it, he's a badass. Uh, he pretty much told the RNC, no, I'm not going to go on your debate schedule because you didn't ask me. You didn't consult with my campaign or any of my people. And Trump said, no, absolutely not. He's not going to debate. Now, of course, some of the other also-rans who are in there, like Nikki Haley and uh, Asa Hutchinson, the former governor of Arkansas, uh, and others, it's like they might be fine with it, but the problem is uh, <laughs> they can debate all they want, but with Trump there or not there, they're not going to gain much of any traction. <laughs> they're just not. Sorry. Don't know what to tell you on that one. Ugh. So, I don't know. I know I kind of went down some rabbit holes, but still, I'm still, there's a lot I am really upset over. But one thing that I'm sure is going to drive the wackadoodle left and the pro-dead baby crowd all kinds of bonkers, 
this week, oh, just a few days ago, the governor of North Dakota had signed a six-week abortion ban following the lead of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Once again, Florida is leading the way in a lot of things. Being pro-life, uh, pro-parents' rights, everything. And, frankly, the left can't deal. They just go bonkers like they did in Tennessee at their state capital in Nashville. And recently, the other way out in left fielders uh, tried to storm the Montana state capital in Helena. All because they wanted... And they were from out of town. They were from out of state. I mean, the, the, there's, there cannot be nearly as many people in a state like Montana who are so wrapped up and worshipping of their trans rights, these LGBT activists. I mean, I've already done two days of stories from some very dangerous militant uh, alphabet activists, so I don't know what the deal is. You know, so get ready, North Dakota, because signing this ban, you're probably going to get some folks in Fargo who are going to scream, they're going to import some more radical leftists uh, to go after you, Governor, Governor Burgum. So just be ready, okay? Just, just be ready and have the North Dakota State Police ready to go, you know, to deal with these guys. Ugh, mercy. Uh, I mean, it's so predictable, it's not even funny anymore, the actions of these people. I mean, I can set them by my watch. It's that pathetic. But what can you do, folks? Uh, but <laughs> I got I want to end today on an up note, something that's funny and it's great. And this comes from Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders. And <laughs> I, I wish you could see this, but uh, you can go to the In Black and Right page on Getter or Real America's Voice page on Getter and see this. It is hilarious. But I, at least I want to play the audio of it because it is absolutely stinking funny. And it's, uh, it's really to lampoon and really mock Anheuser-Busch and Bud Light and their foolishness uh, with this Dylan Mulvaney thing. And, and they lost a lot of money. The two advertising, the two executives who came up with this nonsense are now no longer with the company. They've been placed on leave. In other words, they've been given the boot. But this is hilarious. And I want to play this for you and end the day on a really nice uh, up note. So hang tight here, folks. This is from Real America's Voice Special Report. Yesterday, hosted by Miranda Kahn and Dr. Gina Loudon. That's, all right, let's go. Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders released a new campaign fundraising ad mocking the old Bud Light Real Men of Genius ads that used to be so good, so good before the company went, well, check out this new ad. America presents Real Women of Politics. Real women of politics. 
Today, we salute all the real woman leaders of this great country. Real women don't have to fake it. Real women doing real things. Real women work too hard for them. Some big companies can't tell the difference between real and fake anymore. Real people know the difference. That's why we're introducing the Real Women of Politics Koozie. Real Women of Politics. Now, you can salute the Real Women of Politics at every backyard barbecue and tailgate. And if it covers up the label of a big woke company, well, that works too. Real Women of Politics. Order your Real Women of Politics Koozie today. <laughs> My, 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 that made, that made my day when I saw that. That is hilarious. Uh, and it was, uh, even though it was the, sort of the brainchild of, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, governor of Arkansas, but it featured, uh, Governor Kay Ivey of Alabama, also Governor Kim Reynolds of Iowa, and of course, uh, Governor Kristi Noem of South Dakota. The real women of politics, and I just busted a gut laughing. Good on you, Sarah Sanders. Thank you for making my day, ma'am. <laughs> and for the, I mean, and a lot of other people who might have seen that. That was hilarious. It was great. And uh, like I said, I I had to put it on my getter page. It's, it, 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 if you want to see it, it's just really funny. So, I had to end on a little bit of an up note, something a little lighter, something funny, because I kind of feel like things are so serious and far too many people are taking themselves far too seriously, but that was a very nice break from the mundane and the ordinary. And with that, folks... I'll just end the day on that note. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can subscribe to our audio podcast. Uh, just simply go to your uh, favorite podcast platform. We're on all of them. You can find us at In Black and Right. Uh, also, you can uh, go to our Rumble page. Uh, you can subscribe to our video podcast. Uh, we do a Monday through Friday. And special ones when warranted. So you can do that as well. All I simply ask is tell your friends. Uh, you know, maybe tell a few libs. I don't know. But we're here. We're having fun. And as always, uh, just check us out in blackandright.net. So we're going to be going through some few changes uh, over the next, oh, I'd say, a couple of weeks on the website. So stay tuned. Take care for now, everybody. Have yourself a great Wednesday. We'll see you tomorrow, and as always, Patriots come in all colors.